Dr. Lori Marvis podcast. Today we're in a very unique uh, situation. We're driving up I-95. I have the Dr. Joel Kahn here with me. How are you today, Dr. Kahn? I'm awesome. We're doing mobile podcasting. I don't know if it's a first. Next, let's do it on a motorcycle or something. <laughs> I think that would be a very interesting uh, situation. <laughs> but um, So today we've had an amazing day. Dr. Khan came to visit us at the Dr. Furman's Health Oasis, and wow, um, I've been really excited. But he uh, was gracious enough to take me down to meet Marco Borges and Rich Roll and the beautiful uh, Julie Payette. And uh, what an amazing thing that they're doing down here in Miami. So tell me uh, a little bit about this uh, this new book that's coming out <laughs> it was an insane visit to marco borges in 22 days nutrition warehouse and i didn't know that rich roll and his wife julie were there so you know if you had to throw a bonus into a visit to marco you throw in rich roll and julie you've got a you know the perfect storm of plant-based energy but yeah i've written i'm a professor of medicine and cardiology up in detroit and i've written three books um, that tangentially have touched on plant-based nutrition but uh, I've got two coming out this year that are exclusively plant-based nutrition. And the first book is about plant-based nookie. It's called Vegan Sucks. And that's right. You heard it right. Not socks. Sucks. I have two co-authors who are calling it a threesome-authored book. Um, uh, actually, one is a authoress making recipes, very sexy, dirty recipes. And then Ellen Jaffe Jones is a very well-known author, athlete, uh, two years ago, she won PETA's Sexiest Vegan Over 50. And uh, we met recently at a veg fest and said we're we're banging out a book on vegan sex. And I'm happily married and so is she, but we're just having way too much fun with this. So uh, it's one of the motivations that some people are going to find to stop eating meat for their meat, as we say. I don't even know where to go with that. So tell me, how did this actually come about? How did you decide to, you know, discuss a very intimate subject, but you obviously have a lot of great humor involved with that. Tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, this particular book uh, occurred where all good sex deals occur in a parking lot uh, in about 30 seconds. Hey, baby, you looking good. What are you doing? She shouted back, I'm here to lecture right after you. I only got a few seconds. Hey, 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 would you finish the book with me? I need a doctor to write about sex and veganism. I said, hey, baby, we'll write a book together. And then we walked away, honest to God. Maybe it was 40 seconds. The deal was done. And then we both had a cigarette. And, uh, you know, it was a great deal. So um, she's a very energetic, enthusiastic person that I've met in the VegFest world. She's uh, on the road constantly. She's written many good books, Vegan on $4 a Day, uh, a recent book on veganism and athleticism she runs and wins in her age class a whole bunch of uh, road races really really inspiring so uh, you know it's it is light but there's always a content to it things happen for a reason and you know one of the clues to heart disease because I have a very active heart practice is primarily men describing erectile dysfunction there has to be a female equivalent but for anybody that knows how to figure out the female sexual response, just email me. I'll give you my email in a minute. The male one's a little easier to figure out. Uh, you can measure it with a ruler. Um, <laughs> it's that one button thing. Um, anyway, so um, it's a very important clue, sexual uh, prowess, sexual performance, sexual uh, activity. And, and actually, if anybody is in the habit of listening to nutritionfacts.org, Dr. Michael Greger recently did a couple this week. And there actually is data that frequent sexual activity, where doctors, Dr. Marbus and I, uh, not only may enhance your health, it's emotional, it's cardiovascular, it's hormonal, it may actually extend your life. I mean, just notch them down on your belt uh, and, you know, call it a longevity practice. Um, and I mean, and actually, to be honest, it, it's only a longevity practice, according to science, if you're having sex with a dedicated and loving partner. Um, actually, masturbation doesn't cause the same response in your body as sex with a loving and stable partner. And when you're having sex outside of an established relationship, extramarital sex, it actually the added stress may actually be a detriment to your health. That's medical science, not a emotional judgment. So with all that said and done, if you're not able to perform, go see a heart doctor. If you're able to perform, take no excuses, parking lots, wherever you can. Enjoy the practice, and you may be better able to handle it all 
if you eat plants, not animals, because your arteries will be more responsive in your blood flow. It's all plumbing now. We'll be better able to handle, uh, you know, sexual activity at a, at a later age in life. Well, I mean, ED is just early detection of coronary disease that's occurring, or like I always told my patients, early death. And, you know, to have me tell someone that, I mean, they, I've never seen somebody blushing in faces in my life, but it's, it's very true. So, and, you know, I think there's a reason why married individuals actually live longer. Isn't that true? I think that's a study. If they don't, it seems like they do, uh, many say. But um, nonetheless, you're right. And just in case your listeners, you know, don't know that, it's been in the literature, medical literature, for about 10 to 12 years in the urology literature. I think there's three now. It's called Princeton Symposiums on Sexual Health and um, Heart Disease. But a guy starting to develop difficulties with erections may be three to four years away from a heart attack, and the first clue may be the bedroom clue. Um, so it is a good time to find out what's your blood pressure, what's your cholesterol, what's your blood sugar. Um, my favorite test we may talk about is a certain CAT scan of the heart that reveals your true inside heart status. And, you know, use it as an excuse to get checked and then get on a plant-based diet to improve the health of your arteries both below the waist and above the waist. And you may get the return of sexual function as Dr. Esselstyn did a great job of talking about in the movie Forks Over Knives. And you may also, of course, equally importantly, uh, improve the status of your heart arteries by eliminating animal products. We say get plants in your pants and you'll have uh, the best of all worlds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So now you had also mentioned another book that you have written. What's that about? Yeah, I'm writing a more serious tome called The Plant-Based Solution that will be out at the end of 2017, this vegan sex book, and that is the title will be out uh, considerably sooner um, within the next six weeks. But the plant-based solution goes through system by system, the data, and then it goes beyond medical problems. It talks about the environment, talks about animal rights, talks about factory farming of animals, kind of the whole spectrum that I talk about. You know, In the world of health, I believe plant-based diets are the best solution to protect your health and to reverse existing disease. You can argue, does the last 5% matter? There's a new book out by Dr. Uh, by Mr. John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods, where he argues a 90% plus plant-based diet will give you, you know, the majority of the benefits you want for your health. The last five to 10%, it's hard to determine in the scientific literature, um, for sure. But when you branch out and talk about the environment, and you branch out and talk about animal rights, you know, you don't have any muddy gray waters there. I, I've, I've been eating plant-based for 40 years. I don't think the waters are very gray or murky. I do think plant-based diets are the best uh, preventive strategy that we can do as an individual, as a family, as a community, as a nation, uh, and as a world too, but just tackle uh, what's going on with the greenhouse gases and destruction of Amazon rainforests and the waters, throw in what happens to you know, um, 88 billion chickens a year that become fryers on our plate and there really isn't any counter argument. There's no, you know, there's no kind or compassionate animal slaughter or rainforest destruction. So the book encompasses all the reasons one might embark uh, on a plant-based uh, whole food diet. You know, and it's funny because when I changed my diet uh, over five years now into the family, the animal rights was not the periphery of things that I've was thinking about but as you stay in this diet and you become more educated and you understand that actually becomes a part of you and it's uh, been a very interesting journey for myself and my family so now when you have the uh, vegan sex book comes out when and like when and where again um, that will be self-published between the three of us that are co-authoring it because there actually will be 75 sexy recipes recipes because there is a good amount of data about what foods can return your arteries to healthy function. We were just talking in the car here, because we are doing this podcast mobile. This may be a new uh, trend, mobile podcast. I am driving carefully, and Dr. Marbus is uh, carefully recording this. We're being very safe. Um, but nonetheless, for example, beets and beet roots and beetroot juicing or eating of beetroots. For those of you that don't know, there's a, a variety of plant-based foods that are very rich in dietary nitrates and we're so scared of nitrates from hearing about processed red meats like bacon and pepperoni but in the plant-based world 
dietary nitrates are extremely healthy and they're a new way discovered in the last 10 to 12 years that we produce nitric oxide, this amazing gas that on its discovery in the 1990s won the Nobel Prize in Medicine. But we didn't know that food could assist our body's production of nitric oxide and if you eat the proper foods of which beets, beetroots, arugula, pine nuts, there's some others on the list, um, you can enhance your arteries' ability to act in a way that completes a sexual act. So you know, there really is a healthy, sexy diet, and I guarantee you it's not processed foods. I guarantee you it's not high-fat animal foods, and it isn't uh, red meats in general. It is plant-based foods that assist your arteries in recovering their healthy function. You know, and then going back to the beets, my youngest was a cross-country runner, and when I came across a study with the beet juice actually consumed about an hour and a half, two hours prior to a race, you not only have uh, less fatigue, but you use less oxygen. So the oxygen man, it was amazing. And so Gabe just chugged down the beet juice for every year since then, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, so tell us more about your history as a cardiologist and how you, you know, became you know, the whole heart doctor, I mean, you were the, what do you call it, we're the, the, what's your title that you use? The America's Healthy Heart Doc. America's Healthy Heart Doc. Yeah, I have a new title every week. Now it's America's Sexiest Heart Doc. I did say, though, I mean, I say this with humility and a sense of humor, um, PETA does give an award for the sexiest vegan over 50, and I am the current reigning male prize holder. So that's why this book had to happen. The, Two of us have both been awarded that by PETA. And we aren't awarded because we are the buffest or whatever. You know, you have to be relatively in shape, which both of us are. But we're both, Ellen Jaffe Jones and I, are very committed uh, to things that PETA consider important, including animal rights. I have, I'm a professor at Wayne State University School of Medicine in Detroit. Happens to be the largest medical school in the United States. But I also actively protest a research program for the uh, dog research they do and the slaughter of dogs, which if it resulted in life-changing medical advances, we could have an intellectual argument. But after a couple of decades, there is no uh, human translation, anything that's benefited the people of Detroit. And that actually violates the university's bylaws that research that involves animals has to benefit the people of Detroit, and it hasn't. So it was that protesting and really sticking my neck out that um, got me on PETA's uh, sexy list because it is sexy to speak up and have a attitude and try and make a difference in the world um, it's sexy to be kind I mean there's a certain feeling that you know machismo is lifting weights eating big uh, breasts of chicken and you know prime rib uh, and everything that's you know smoking cigars and everything that seems to be sexy is actually terrible for your sex life so We've got to flip that upside down and speak, you know, honest with people. So I grew up in suburban Detroit to a family, very loving family. Uh, I'm going to see my mother down here in Florida uh, in a few hours. But uh, we ate traditional food. And um, when I went up to University of Michigan in 1977, so 40 years ago, the first day in the dorm, in the cafeteria, looked around and said, it's salad bar because it was a reaction based on both the physical appearance of the gray, lifeless, dead food that was the alternative. And I grew up keeping kosher, and I wanted to not eat uh, milk and meat. I wanted to not eat pork, and the salad bar was the best option. So since 1977, that sometime before that, I had a burger. I haven't had a beef burger since then. I didn't understand anything about anything for a while, but uh, as some of you have also read, uh, a great book by John Robbins called A Diet for a New America came out. It really laid out the environment, the animal rights, and that health data that was available at the time and got me very committed to it. And then uh, the first uh, month that I started practicing cardiology full-fledged out of training is the week that Dean Ornish, the month that Dean Ornish, Dr. Dean Ornish in San Francisco published what we still consider one of the most amazing scientific studies ever done. If you have clogged heart arteries, and you're very sick from heart disease, you can begin to reverse that process very quickly by changing your diet to a plant-based diet. And I read that in 1990. I said, I, you know, I'm already on board. I had no idea it was a therapy. And I began teaching patients now. So for 27 years, I've asked my patients to buy Dr. Ornish's book or 
as things have evolved now, there's so much online, it's gotten easier and easier. So, yeah, it's countercultural because my hospital still serves incredibly horrible food. Most of my colleagues still eat fairly horrible food. The uh, mantra that food is medicine is growing, but we have a lot of work to do. And I think it's going to be the public and some of you that are listening that will bring to your doctor a book that uh, a book by Dr. Hasselstyn, one of my books, Dr. Ornish's book, is going to try and educate your doctor that Kaiser Permanente, the largest HMO in America, has recommended strongly that plant-based nutrition be used for patient care, cost reduction, health enhancement. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, running through the medical community like lightning yet, but I think the next 10 years are going to be very uh, hopeful and powerful that this is not just a diet, it's a therapy, it's a prevention, and it's profoundly important for the future we'll leave in you know, our kids and grandkids. I think that's absolutely 100% true. I mean, when I look at my children who are millennials and what the earth that they're in, they're actually inheriting, it's it's a it's a disturbing thought. You know, our my kids, their generations, you know, expected to live actually 10 years less than their previous generation just because they're getting chronic disease so early. I mean, I've had children as young as seven, eight years old in Western Colorado with type two diabetes and cholesterol over 200 and fatty liver and all resolved with a plant-based diet. And uh, yeah, you know, parents, we, we gotta do something for sure. So how many patients have you, do you feel like you've converted or changed their, their world? And are there any stories that kind of stick out in your mind? Uh, yeah, you know, standard cardiology practice. I've spent a lot of time in the cath lab treating heart attacks. There's no better time to talk to a patient about the fact that their diet is uh, helping or harming them and the data behind plant-based diets specifically for heart disease than when they're on a cath lab table and I've got a needle in their groin and I've got them at my, you know, whim and mercy. So truly, I've literally lectured people in the middle of their heart attack because they are receptive right then and they're listening uh, as well as many other times. But really, I adopted, as you have, uh, Lori, um, from no knowledge of social media and IT, I've expanded to try and use social media. And I've been amazed that people that I've never met or barely know have actually adopted dramatic changes in lifestyle and adopted plant-based diets because day after day, the key to winning a crowd on social media is just be consistent and persistent. And um, so I don't know the number, hundreds and hundreds of uh, people at least. Um, it was very kind of, um, oh, yeah, I'm blanking out his name for a minute, but just on Twitter the other day, some woman I've never met, shout out video. You know, thank you, Dr. Khan, you changed my life when I watched one of your YouTubes or something. It's very meaningful, and I don't take that for granted, and it doesn't happen five times a day. What we have done in Detroit, and I was discussing it with you earlier, I got a phone call just over three years ago from a man in Detroit named Paul Chatlin. He said, you don't know me. I'm a heart patient. You're not my heart doctor. But everywhere I go and I ask who supports plant-based nutrition for heart patients, your name comes up. We had a cup of tea. And he, the story he told was he was at the Cleveland Clinic awaiting bypass surgery the next day. This is in um, 2013. And... At 9 o'clock at night, his cardiologist at the Cleveland Clinic walked in and said, we have this crotchety old man with white hair who believes he can reverse heart disease with diet. Before you get under the knife tomorrow morning, do you want to talk to him? Paul Chatlin was a brave soul and said, are you kidding me? I, he checked himself out of the hospital, took a phone call from Dr. Esselstyn the next morning, and adopted one of the most observant plant-based, no added oil, whole food diets, anybody's ever done successfully. His chest discomfort went away. He began to play tennis again and work out. His weight went away. His cholesterol went away. And he now passes his stress test year after year without a problem. He's had a dramatic improvement in health for the last four years. And he called me in 2014 to say, I've been doing this for a year. It's a miracle, but I'm lonely because social support is the key. You need a group, you need a tribe, you need some friends, you need some people to talk about your successes and your failures. Paul didn't have any. And I said, yeah, I got patients doing what you're doing and let's get them all together, like 15 of them. We took a room in the hospital February 2014 in the snowstorm, 150 people showed up. 
And we looked at each other and we said, whoa, we've got something going on here in Detroit. The Motor City's going green. And the next month, 180 people showed up. So long story short, there's now 3,500 members of a southeastern Michigan grassroots group we call Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group. And you should check the website out, five letters, pbnsg.org, Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group.org. Tons of recipes, tons of videos. But it grew so fast and so crazy without any money, without any funding. Nobody makes a nickel on it that we uh, have been able to attract speakers like, very soon, Dr. Lori Marbus. But we've had Joel Furman, and we've had Michael Greger, and we've had Neil Barnard, and we've had Rip Esselstyn and Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Kim Williams and some of the people you've heard on Dr. Marbus's amazing podcast. And so how many people's lives have been changed? Hundreds and hundreds, because they see it for real. So, you know, many favorite stories. I'll tell two real quick. Look this guy up. He's everywhere on the Internet. Mark Ramirez played um, football for University of Michigan. He was there just after I was. Very successful, had a couple Rose Bowl rings. And his family, a Latino family, was riddled with adult diabetes, type 2 diabetes. They say, you know, diabetes runs in his family because nobody ran in his family. But he was the healthy one, except 10 years after finishing his college career and now a uh, telecommunications exec. Like many ex-athletes, he was obese. He didn't keep up that weight room practice and the rest. He was an adult diabetic in his early 30s, totally frightened that. His brother had a heart attack. His mother was on dialysis. His sister was blind. I think another brother had lost a leg. And that all stayed the same while his sexual performance went away, married to a wonderful woman, uh, a couple kids, until five years ago somebody loaned him forks over knives. Somebody gave him Dr. Neil Barnard's book on reversing diabetes. And within six weeks, he was off every medication and was starting to regain his health. Now he's a mean, a lean, plant-eating machine. And in addition to his executive job, he lectures all over southeastern Michigan, leads a plant-based group that aligns with this other one I mentioned. His is called Chickpea and Bean. And it's just inspirational. I mean, do somebody a gift, loan them forks over knives, uh, let them know about you know the fact that many illnesses are modifiable or completely reversible with plant-based nutrition, including now lupus being one of them that uh, is increasingly being seen. Uh, the book uh, Goodbye Lupus by Dr. Goldner. And then the last one, just real quick, is we have a podiatrist in town, Dr. Alan Kelmus, and if he's listening, that's two L's, Alan. Alan Kelmus had uh, grown up in my neighborhood, was about four years older than me, and was approaching 300 pounds, diabetes, blood pressure, sleep apnea with the mask, looking fairly round for a guy that's maybe five foot six. And just via Facebook, he kept seeing me post on plants and plants and plants and plants. And this was right about when our group was forming. But before he ever went to a meeting, he told his wife, I got to do something. I mean, I'm getting so big, I'm just going to blow up like a pimple. And uh, he made the change and he started learning how to dabble in the kitchen and just like making brown rice and making beans and putting some spices, and making simple peasant food. And within a year, he had lost 100 pounds and he's kept it off. He's off every medication. He's off sleep apnea and mask. The day that he got tested and his sleep apnea test no longer showed, he was stopping breathing so he could give up that you know, uncomfortable thing. And now he's running 5Ks and 10Ks, and he's really inspiring so many people. He's um, He has a blog called Reluctant Vegan because he really didn't want to do this. But show somebody another option that doesn't involve bariatric surgery because, frankly, there isn't. Uh, there is no long-term low-carb, high-fat data. The longest low-carb, high-fat data is 90 days. That's not enough you know, to really make any kind of long-term comment. Um, and so it's really remarkable how many lives have been touched. Uh, Dr. Marbus is doing that and Dr. Furman. And I, if I touch one life, I'm happy, but I know it's been more than that. I'm, I'm sure it's in several thousands for you. I mean, this many years you've been working with patients and it's just absolutely incredible. So in Michigan, so now with these 3,500 people, I mean, you can't just do this on your own. I mean, are there smaller groups or how, how is it actually set up? Yeah, so excellent question and uh, you anticipated it. Um, I had the opportunity also about three, four years ago to visit Saddleback Church in uh, Orange County. Uh, Pastor Rick Warren, um, I don't even know for sure how I got the invite, but I'm friendly with Dr. Daniel Amen 
well-known psychiatrist, functional psychiatrist, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, we won't say more. And anyways, I was invited to lecture to the church at a health and wellness, because they have something called the Daniel Plan, which is a church-based lifestyle program that's been hugely successful. And um, I noticed that they were, that in addition to regular lectures to a thousand people or five thousand people because they got almost forty thousand members to their church throughout uh, Southwest California, LA, San Diego area. They were using their Bible study groups of ten and twelve people to spend on some on recipes and eating and incorporating in small groups what they were learning in large group. And that's exactly what we did. We brought that back, and we now have maybe fifteen to twenty groups throughout southeastern Michigan and it might be 10 people 20 people a potluck a little conversation it's really that friendship you have to have uh, the special sauce is social support you won't be in it long term there's a, a phrase from the Indian tradition that if you want to walk fast walk alone if you want to walk a long distance walk with somebody and that's what you need you need a buddy anybody listening if you are plant-based and you have the passion if you find one doctor like Dr. Marvis, like myself, like Scott Stoll, the doctors, and you find one enthusiastic person like yourself, you can start up a group like this. It really didn't cost anything. If you start inviting big name speakers, you get into a little different category. You really don't need to do that right away. But uh, every town, I know this, has five or 10 people that have such skills uh, that could kick this off and start changing lives without you know, necessarily spending any particular money. You're absolutely right. I mean, I started this in Rifle, Colorado, which literally I tell people in, in there's lots of hunters, but there's there were no gatherers. I mean, we had, we had yeah, cafes that were named shooters. The, the waitresses were known for wearing actual real guns. Probably they even made Good Morning America. So this is what I'm working with. And if I could do that, I thought I was the only one in Western Colorado, but then I found others. And it really is interesting when you bring in other people who are like-minded, it really gives you confidence to keep going and it accelerates your efforts. You you get more passionate. It's a lot of fun. I even did a radio show in Colorado and just it was just an amazing thing. I, I collected all vegans <laughs> on the entire west side of the state. So it's it's very, very true. So what where do you recommend people go? So let's say someone's listening and they're like, what is this all about? Um, you know, where would you recommend that they start? I think there's two levels. You know, there is very strong data that if you have a chronic condition, 92% um, uh, of chronic disease and ill health is, you can call it epigenetic or lifestyle, 8% is genetic. You can vary that number a little, but it's in that range. So the odds are you might have arthritis, obesity, uh, elevated blood sugar, blood pressure, blood cholesterol, erectile dysfunction, uh, an autoimmune disease. If you've got a medical condition that you've got the burn, jump into this thing. Don't start slow, start fast. A great program is uh, PCRM 21 Day Kickstart. And the website is 21daykickstart.org. For 21 days, you get free recipes, free shopping lists, um, delicious, not expensive at all. You're not buying anything, you're just getting information. But you're uh, buying uh, into the idea that you can make family-oriented recipes uh, that any family can afford and probably less expensive when you're talking beans, rice, vegetables, spices, um, oatmeal and such. Another good one is we just left Marco Borges has online 22daysnutrition.com and if you're so inclined you can actually order plant-based foods from his business to your doorstep um, if you're not really a marvel in the kitchen or if you want to treat yourself that's a fast track also. I'll give a shout out to Rip Esselstyn and his 28-day um, uh, Engine 2 Diet program that's on his website. These are all free. You get everything you need to get started. You jump in, and you'll probably feel so good in 21, 22, or 28 days. Uh, you'll be hooked because you're going to have energy, and you're going to detox to some degree. Your bowels are going to be moving. Your headaches will be better. Um, and you may start to see some improvement in your blood sugar, your blood pressure. You don't need a doctor. I always say you need to have a better relationship with your produce manager than with your physician or your nurse practitioner, because that's really where the magic's going to happen is when you find, you know, a farmer's market or frozen section. Buy frozen fruits and vegetables. It's all good. Just uh, 
don't don't have them drenched in oil and salt. For those of you that are just, you know, um, dabbling with it, I like to get breakfast down, and I really like to treat pe teach people. Right in my office, I have a variety of Vitamixes, Nutribullets sitting around, and I try and teach people to make a really intense, delicious green smoothie, totally plant-based, um, as a skill that they can walk out of the office with a recipe, and everybody's got a blender. And if they'll just do that, they're going to get, you know, that extra three, four, five servings of fruits and vegetables a day that they're missing. Everybody's missing because there really is uh, there's new data that even up to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day, you can actually measure the improvement in your health and potentially your longevity. So 10 is better than 8, 8 is better than 6, 6 is better than 4. If you can get a smoothie going in the morning with um, three to five servings of fruits and veggies, a couple handfuls of spinach or kale or arugula, a bunch of frozen berries, um, you're going to see that improvement getting off the eggs, the bacon, the muffins. Um, and that's where I try and get them started. And dairy-free. I mean, I want you dairy-free. There's no excuse to um, have any dairy in your life anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a terribly abusive um, industry in terms of animal rights and the environment. And there are such amazing substitutes for everything, now including cheeses. We just left, Dr. Marvis and I... Um, Rich Roll, world-famous athlete, author, lecturer, richroll.com. His wife, Julie, is uh, amazing in her own skills, writes music and yoga and fashion and kitchen. And she's got a book coming out. Uh, it's Nuts to be Cheese. It's I think this cheese is on nuts or something. Uh, okay, this this nuts is, is cheese. Nuts. But yeah, I look for the book coming out very soon. Um, I'm very big into plant-based cheeses. So get off a of dairy, make a green smoothie and enjoy all the changes that are going to happen in your life. And then ease yourself into lunch and dinner. But get there. Don't wait too long. That is fabulous advice. And um, hopefully we're going to have Julie actually on the podcast. And, uh, I, again, I was just it was such a thrilling day to meet all these guys in one day. I'm just not sure my little heart can take it. But it was pretty exciting for Dr. Khan and Ritual and Marco and Julie. Um, but as far as, you know, now they're starting on the diet and now let's say they have resistance with family which is a common question i have you know and i'm sure you've come across this with patients saying well my husband doesn't want to do it my wife doesn't do it my kids doesn't want it what kind of uh, recommendations do you have for people who are having resistance within the household yeah i think um you know the biggest tool i've been able to use since 2011 has been the video the dvd forks over knives and i actually sell it in my practice i move dozens a week. I sell it at the same price I buy it at. Uh, it's just so impactful. And I, I, I make it very clear. You need to sit down with your spouse. If there is one, your significant other, you need to sit down with your kids if you know, they're uh, you know, age 8, 9, 10 and up. And you might be able to get them on board right from the beginning when they understand. Number two, you are doing this for yourself if you've got a health or a passion for the environment or a passion for animal ethics and such. And there are many families, we all know that, that make two, three meals that are different already because one kid eats beige and one kid eats a different meal and you want to eat your third meal. So it's not unusual. And you might, if it's a family like that, cook for the family and you might want to order some of these online, you know, if you don't know, um, purplecarrot.com, which has gotten a lot of press because they're carrying a Tom Brady line of plant-based meals. You do have to put them together, but everything comes. It's a little pricey. But you might that first week or two uh, resolve some of the stress and the strain on your life by letting somebody else do the elegant and the gorgeous cooking while you're letting everybody settle, settle down and see that you're surviving. It's not that hard. They're still eating. Uh, but there always are naysayers, people that want to steal your dream. You've got to make up your decision why you're doing this and stick to your guns because you're going to get the benefits and they'll see it happen as long as you stay strong so when i lecture to my plant-based nutrition group whether i even have three minutes the message is always you know there's people out there that want to take away your dream and tell you that you need to add and unfortunately it's often the medical community it's their doctor it's their dietitian it's their next door neighbor who's you know an orthopedic surgeon advising them on their nutrition and uh, they're going to tell them you got to add meat back or you're going to be weak and sick in your bones. So, uh, you know, you got to fortify yourself with knowledge. In addition to Forks Over Knives, I want everybody on nutritionfacts.org, which is a great way in four or five minutes a day to build your knowledge. There's a wonderful website called lighter.com, L-I-G-H-T-E-R. 
Letter.World, thank you. Letter.World has 30 or 40 um, figureheads in the plant-based movement. I'm honored to be one of them. But there's recipes and there's eating plans, and it's another nice place for the newbie to go and get some ideas and also be able to show people. Here's David Carter. He played in the NFL. He's 300 pounds. He's a muscle-bound guy, and all he's eating is plants. And it can make a big impact on you know, your trainer at the gym that's beating you up that um, you know, you're, you're not going to do well without adding animal products back in your diet, which is simply not true. Yeah, and I think another really good, amazing athlete that I, I like to show young people is Frank Medrano. And he's incredibly lean and strong. I know that really got my boys' attention, um, you know, the, the, my little muscle-bound men. But uh, that is really good advice. So now as far as supplementation, what do you recommend there? Well, I'm going to take that and run in two directions, one of yes, because I um, try and talk to my patients and to anybody I can about being a smart vegan. A smart vegan is not eating Skittles and chips. A smart vegan is eating whole food, plant-based the majority of the time. I mean, depending on your health status, uh, on your birthday, you're having a, a vegan chocolate cake. Uh, I We might talk. I own a very large plant-based restaurant in Detroit. I think I've had dessert two times, even though we have amazing desserts, because I'm, I'm a smart vegan. I'm eating whole food, plant-based. So uh, smart vegans take supplements. Smart vegans know that you get benefits from eating whole food, plant-based like uh potentially longevity, but certainly better optimization of your weight, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, on and on. But that may mean you have to take a small amount of vitamin D, a small amount of B12, a small amount of uh, algae-based omega-3 EPA, DHA, which are now very easy to find uh, in uh, the online world and in the majority of the health food stores. And not to take these things and potentially have a nutritional deficiency is frankly just a lack of information and a bit lazy and it just is wrong don't try and be the the vegan that lives 105 and never took b12 it's not worth risking it and ending up with neurologic or immunologic problems and i see that in my office not frequently because there are so many additives to even um you know, coconut milk and soy milk and the rest the other uh, part about being a smart vegan is vegans make the mistake of thinking on occasion that they are insulated from getting disease. And there's two aspects. One is most people weren't vegan before they were vegan. And whatever the lifestyle, the diet, the exercise, the smoking was, um, you know, you're still carrying some of that around with you. The other part is um, that this is not a perfect. Nobody can claim 100% of heart attacks, 100% of strokes, 100% of cancer is prevented by a plant-based diet. That's simply not true. A large percentage is or uh, delayed, but it's not 100%. So get checked. Have a colonoscopy. Don't be uh, of the idea that I eat so many plants, I don't need a colonoscopy. I don't think that's reasonable. Have your breast examination, whether it's by thermogram, mammogram. But my area is get your heart checked. So the last little bit I'm going to say is um, I've been on a bandwagon now for about 15 years that there's been a technology available but only improving where you can go to your local hospital you're a person who says, I've never had bypass, I've never had stents, I don't have any disease I know of, I'm 45, I'm 50, I've been eating healthy for two, three, four years, there's no way I got a problem. Well, you might be the next person at the back of the newspaper with a cross or a star or whatever as an obituary because there is heart disease in vegans from their previous life or potentially even due to factors that diet alone don't overcome. So there's a CAT scan you can get called a heart artery calcium scan or a coronary artery calcium scan. No IV, no iodine, no injection, no exercise. It's an extremely small amount of radiation equivalent to what a woman gets during a mammogram. And in about 10 to 15 seconds, you get a report that is a score. If you've got a zero, you are really one of the healthiest people uh, on the planet. And for the next five to 10 years, you truly don't have to worry about cardiovascular disease. You're a smart vegan, you're a healthy vegan, you're a lucky vegan genes, lifestyle all came together and are shining upon you. That's about 40 to 50, some populations, 60% of people. But 40 to 50% of people have silent heart artery disease and this 10-second CAT scan identifies it. And that number may not be zero. It might be 50, 100, 1,000, indicating the burden, the extent of artery uh, uh, calcification and aging. 
and you need to know that and you need to do it once and a major society just put out a paper in the medical world this is all well studied this is not a crazy man's opinion if maybe just say watch a documentary called the Widowmaker movie which is on Netflix and other uh, channels and find out yourself about this technology that's available at every medium and large size hospital so be a smart vegan with supplements be a smart vegan with health maintenance be sure you exercise walk sleep you got to do the whole lifestyle but you know uh, eliminating animal products is good for you it's good for the planet and it's definitely good for the bunny rabbits the chickens and the cows so let's say someone has uh, embraced this lifestyle for some time and they get their heart checked and they have an elevated calcium score what recommendations do you make at that point yeah so um, the American College of Cardiology, of which I'm a member, and Dr. Kim Williams was president of last year, and you may recognize that from one of the podcasts Dr. Marbus did, um, recommend that if the score is high, if the number's 400 or greater, you might have serious heart disease. And I've had many, many people that the only clue, heart disease is without symptoms or warning till you drop dead or till you get chest tightness called angina. And you don't want to wait till that because... Uh, it's very hard to reverse it when it's that far advanced. It's possible. It's just hard. So if your score is very high and the number is 400, 300, 400, you need a stress test. Make sure you pass it. And then you want to start reading. And frankly, start reading stuff I've written and others. You know, stick to your plant-based, whole food. Uh, I would avoid added vegetable oils. You can eat nuts and other whole foods that have natural fat content but not added oils. Learn about Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Ornish, Dr. Furman. Uh, Dr. McDougall and other reversal programs of that type come to the Oasis Health Center and all those things. I do concentrate on a few extra supplements, vitamin K2, which is in many plant-based vitamins, uh, has some suggestive data. Uh, there's some actually there's some fascinating data from UCLA, Professor Matthew Budoff, that if you take aged garlic as a tablet, he's done. Um, five or six studies of people with partially clogged arteries to their brain or their heart that add in aged garlic as a over-the-counter, very inexpensive plant-based uh, supplement. Of course, eat garlic, eat onions. They're great for you, but uh, that there's some data. So I get funky with people and pull out the scientific data uh, that plant-based diets can reverse cardiovascular disease, but so can a few fairly simple and totally safe supplements on top of it you know you're going to have to sleep seven hours a night give up smoking of course you really want to have optimal numbers you want a hemoglobin a1c a blood sugar number close to 5.0 you want your homocysteine an amino acid that your doctor can check down under 10 and certain other kind of measurements uh, that optimize your chance of never having a heart attack and stroke even if you have disease what exactly is aged garlic because I've, I've never heard of that you know aged garlic is garlic that you don't eat when it's young but the bottom line is there's a company in Japan with the name Keolic K-Y-O-L-I-C I have no financial interest it's a Japanese company you walk into almost any health food store or online provider of vitamins look up that word K-Y-O-L-I-C it's a variety of aged garlic capsules some they put in other things like coenzyme Q10 and B12 and other things I just give my patients pure Keolic garlic and I base that on, you know, you're, you're a doctor that tries to practice evidence-based medicine, and so am I. There are six studies using very sophisticated measures of carotid and heart arteries, and they improve with the addition of keolic garlic. Why? Because garlic lowers cholesterol, garlic inhibits blood clotting, garlic may lower blood pressure, garlic provides sulfur, sulfur helps you make more antioxidants in your body. There's a whole host of reasons why it might work. But once it was studied, it's repeatedly been shown to be a benefit. So I don't think we eat aged garlic. I think it's a supplement. Ah, that's fascinating. Okay. Huh. So now as far as now you have someone and they're implementing everything, do you ever prescribe statins? Because, you know, that was my conversation with Dr. Kim Williams. And, you know, I have someone, for example, let's say that has embrace this lifestyle they're doing everything i'm asking they're not smoking they're exercising do you ever find benefit of actually placing them on those type of medications 
I actually can't recall. That's not true. I very rarely have written a new prescription for statins in a long time. And, of course, I used to all the time. Um, Because if somebody's new to the game, I'm going to emphasize as much as I can lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle for cholesterol management. And there are some natural therapies. I mentioned keolic garlic, red yeast rice. The current uh, viewpoint of the American College of Cardiology, American Heart Association is managing cholesterol and achieving a good level is the goal. How you do it is not as important. So statin or non-statin therapies, they're all okay as long as you get the end point, which is um, bringing it down. Now, I, I have patients that their cholesterol is 400, and uh, diet alone is not going to rapidly control that. And I will very rarely start a new statin prescription. We have newer drugs that are injectable that are very powerful. They're very expensive. They're very hard to get improved, and I use a few of those too. If you're taking a statin like Lipitor or Zocor, there's a pathway that you, in my opinion, should also be taking coenzyme Q10 with it. Uh, it may avoid the elevated blood sugar that some people have, may avoid the muscle aching. Some people have the brain fog. A few people have. I don't think statins are the ultimate evil drug, and if you went through my charts, maybe 25% of my patients are on statin, but in a typical cardiology practice, it would be 90%. Probably 10% aren't because they've had side effects. And there are people that within a week or two, uh, on every single statin they try, get muscle aching and such. So um, they're a good drug. They're not... um, without flaw, but um, this lifestyle um, is really the key, that if you can get them to give up animal products, added oils, um, get them on whole food, plant-based, high-fiber foods, get them pooping regularly to move their GI content out, uh, their cholesterol will drop, um, and whether they need anything on top of that um, it remains to be seen. So it, it, there's a role for them, but infrequently. You know, and I find it interesting because where the statins actually inhibit the cholesterol formation and stuff, I had, I've always worried about like testosterone and sex hormone uh, loss. So I had a patient who actually been on statins for, oh my goodness, 10 plus years, was diagnosed with low testosterone about six years ago. His doctor started injecting uh, testosterone and he could never get his testosterone over maybe like the lower 300s. So when I first met him and we, of course, I converted to the plant-based diet I, and he had already stopped his statin drug about two weeks before and he had had blood work. So here is testosterone low, you know, low normal, even on injections, he stops the statin. He repeats his uh, blood work in, I believe it was two months. His testosterone jumped 500 points highest it's been in ever in 10 years he went another 90 days it went up another 200 points now it's almost outside of the high normal range have you had that experience at all you know i've been looking for that because the argument you know there's crazy books out there the great cholesterol myth by dr steve sinatra and dr johnny bowden of which i'm friendly with both of them um that cholesterol doesn't matter leave your cholesterol high and Often the idea is you needed to drive hormone development like vitamin D and sex hormones and cortisol. I have patients with their cholesterol is 400 and their testosterone's rock bottom, and I have patients with, you know, cholesterol is 140 and their testosterone and their vitamin D are fine. I, I I have not consistently seen that. There are case reports, and your uh, case is uh, powerful and all, and it's always worth the idea of stopping it and see the response. But you know, in in the world of uh, natural medicine, for example, in Bolivia in the last two months, this tribe called the Chimane was just uh, written up and made headlines all over. Of course, the tribe has been there for hundreds of years. It just got the attention, and they have some of the lowest rates of heart disease in the world with some of the best health, even though they're jungle tribe, but they live into the 80s and 90s with these heart artery calcium scans showing extremely youthful heart arteries. It's very cool to take the highest technology and apply it to some of these, um, I don't want to say primitive, but jungle-based cultures that are still fairly isolated from the Western world. But these people run on average a LDL cholesterol under 100, a, a total cholesterol under 170, and they experience amazing health. So, you know, uh, and there's other data that people with genetic defects that run naturally low cholesterols for life 
have a terrible side effect. It's called longevity. So I think low cholesterol is good. You don't want your cholesterol to be 300, 350. It may play a role in cancer promotion, may play a role in um, promoting metastasis of cancer. Cholesterol may have a role in breast tissue uh, that's not very favorable. Uh, but I would love people to try and do it without statins as much as possible. That's absolutely true. My uh, 20 year old, his cholesterol, total, total cholesterol is 88. Um, and he's so funny, he'll send me his little receipts. I do want to just share a thought because I, I want to merge two things we talked about in the last 20 minutes. If you have this heart artery calcium score, heart artery calcium scan by CT, and you're a zero, there's almost no reason in the world why you should be on a statin. And that's what a lot of us, it's, it's actually a formal program by a group of cardiologists that the only way to really evaluate if a person needs intensive cholesterol lowering or not is to do a test of their arteries in this CAT scan. So a very famous cardiologist, Dr. John Rumberger, who's published and published and published, said about four months ago, to treat somebody with a calcium score of zero of their heart with a statin is like giving somebody chemotherapy that doesn't have cancer. You're treating a disease that doesn't exist. And that is not mainstream cardiology, but I find it a very, very thoughtful approach that's been um, recommended to cardiologists by some groups since about 2005. You know, a very common reason I get Facebook messages and um, patient consults and all. I'm a 48-year-old woman. My cholesterol is 230. My internist wants to put me on a statin. Do I need a statin? Well, I believe in this approach. First, you measure artery health in a variety of ways. Some use CAT scans. Some use ultrasound. But if you have youthful, clean arteries, you're not going on a statin. You're going on what everybody should go on, which is a lifestyle program that's partially or completely committed to plant-based nutrition. That's fascinating. And when you mentioned that they can get these CAT scans, they can, you can get them in most communities, correct? Yeah, it's, in most communities, it requires a prescription from a doctor, which can be an impediment because they may not understand the power on your own. Again, go watch the Widowmaker movie and you'll understand completely the data. Uh, to give you the degree of acceptance there is in some medical communities, in the state of Texas, every citizen is allowed a free one under every insurance plan at age 50 because they presented the data to the Texas legislator and it was approved. So it's not a radical viewpoint. It's just not widely accepted. In my state, you can get one for $75, usually not insurance covered, although that's slowly improving. State of Texas would be the st stunning example of total coverage. Some states, it's still a bit spotty, but call around. If there's a hospital in your area that's 200 beds, 300 beds, 500 beds, and you ask uh, if they offer heart artery calcium scoring, you'll find one that's a very short drive away. And, and pray for a zero, because zero is, uh, not only is it good for the heart, the data is that it's very predictive of a youthful body overall. A man is as old as his arteries, is a 400-year-old statement by an English physician. And the data is, if your heart artery calcium score is zero, you probably got very youthful lungs, your cancer risk is lower than average, uh, your uh, kidney function is on average better than average because you're not aging as rapidly as your peers, which is the goal. Wow. So I think I'm going to have to get that done. My, my biological father had his first heart attack at 38. Um, my mother's father died at 46. <laughs> yeah, I got genetic crap. <laughs> the latest guideline that came out in the last week or two, you would fit into the group, even though you're young, but you're over 40, I believe, and you would fit with that history into a group that, you know, there's this small risk. Um, there is some data if you eat a gigantic antioxidant-rich meal before a CAT scan. So have yourself a gigantic green salad with red peppers and yellow peppers and everything else on your way to the CAT scan. And... Um, you did yourself a little favor, uh, even beyond just the fact it's very low dose anyways. Wow, that's incredible. So um, now for someone like me who's never smoked, I never drank, I don't drink coffee, I plant-based for five years. Even before that, I was pretty healthy. Grew up in a pretty low meat family because it was just expensive and we ate a lot of vegetables, potatoes and beans. And then let's say my calcium score is elevated. My total cholesterol runs in the 120s. Um, my triglycerides have always been low. My LDL has always been low. My HDL is always above 60. What would you do for someone that, if that does show that that's elevated, if that's some type of genetic factor, or even would it even have you ever even seen someone have an elevated one at that point? Yeah, 
all the time because th- those risk factors which you have so favorably with the exception of your biologic father's family history, which does statistically worry me a bit in terms of your arterial health um, and your, you know, so, um, but there's many other factors. Uh, there's a vitamin company in Fort Lauderdale has this very scary poster of 19 daggers around the heart. And, you know, only five or six of them are the ones you mentioned, like HDL, LDL, and all. So you want to know your high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, which I reasonably believe yours is very good. You want to know your homocysteine. My favorite soapbox is a form of cholesterol that 95% of primary care docs and cardiologists don't test called lipoprotein A. It's a form of cholesterol in your blood. It's genetically inherited. 20 to 30% of Americans have high levels. You want to be under 30. And I have patients that are 500. They're 10 to 12 times the upper limits of normal. And they have, and I have many, that their only risk factor for why their carotid artery or their heart artery is clogged is their lipoprotein A is sky high. Now, it is actually controversial. What do you do about that? Um, is there a way to lower lipoprotein A or all? But we can talk about that on the next podcast. So you've got to run, you got to do a deep dive. If you find, that's always what I tell my patients, functional medicine, root cause. Let's talk about your diet, your lifestyle, your sleep, your stress, your hormones, your environmental toxic exposure. But we need to do an advanced panel of labs. And these are often insurance covered and very low co-pays ultimately to the patient. So Let's figure out if your parents gave you some garbage. Now, ultimately, you gotta you got to deal with it with lifestyle. Although lipoprotein A, homocysteine, there are specific treatments, and they're actually vitamin-based, so they're not very scary. Well, I think we're going to have to make an appointment with you <laughs> uh, for sure because that's, that's a little concerning. Even in the cancer realm, my mother had breast cancer, her mother, and all their sisters. So I'm, you don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um but, you know, Dr. Khan, this has been great. I appreciate you driving and uh, us doing the podcast. That was actually very, very good. You're an ex- exam- exemplar uh, speaker even <laughs> while you're driving. It was very safe, guys. No worries, I promise. And, uh, you know, I always like to acknowledge people and um, say thank you for everything that you're doing. And um, for all those patients that maybe didn't get to say thank you, I want to say thank you to you for them. And I appreciate that so much. And, uh if there's anything left that you'd like to say or um, share with them, do you have any last words of advice? Uh, yeah, just a couple because in addition to this passion about plant-based nutrition, which I think you're going to hear more than once from other speakers too, I have this real burning desire to educate the public that heart attacks are unnecessary. Um, so there's a quote from a – well, just the quote is – a heart attack after age 80 is God's will. A heart attack before age 80 is a failure of the medical system. And that may sound really radical because it wouldn't make Bob Harper, the biggest loser trainer, happy to hear that the medical... But the medical system did fail him because probably nobody told him that there was a heart artery calcium scan or there was advanced blood work that included lipoprotein A. The amazing thing about the quote I just said is was it was said in 1955 by uh, President Eisenhower's personal cardiologist, Paul Dudley White, who was the head of cardiology at Harvard. Um, and I also live by this credo, test not guess. So be a smart, you know, you're, 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 everybody who's listening to this now can go share with other people. We need to start eating plants. We need to watch Forks Over Knives. We need to listen every week to Dr. Marvis's podcast. But we also need to get checked because it's a very complex equation and there's a very simple solution which is have some blood work, get this heart scan if you're over age 40, and be sure that you're around for a long time to enjoy life. Because life, life is so wonderful when you're healthy. That's the last quote I have for you, that a man or woman with good health has a thousand dreams and a person with poor health has only one dream, which is to regain their health. So, you know, ensure that you're in a position that no surprises are going to come up and life is just, you know, a wonderful ride like we had today. Literally a wonderful ride in terms of podcasting on the road and bumping into great people of like mind and enthusiasm so um, it's fun but thank you so much no thank you so i i'm gonna get the list of what to do and i'll share my results with people and do what you tell me to do and see what they say that's fantastic i love it tests don't guess that's a a really good way to approach it um especially you know with my history i'm 
got me thinking for sure. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Have a nice night, guys.